1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
2: per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Time to talk some NFL with Will Brinson, CBS Sports Senior Writer and part of the wildly popular yeah. Pick 6 podcast. Tell us about the podcast, both. <laughs> and you can find that <laughs> on iTunes. They got Prisco. They got mm-hmm. Costas. They got Brinson. Mm-hmm. They got JLC. Oof. I don't yeah. know who else. How do they get a word in? Yeah, he does speak a lot at JLC. Yeah. Will, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, there's, um, there's just four airbags battling for
1: time on our podcast.
0: Seriously.
1: Two of them are short. All, all of them are short. We've got four short airbags, two really
0: fake can ones. You know, I think that Prisco's lightened up a little bit over the last couple of years. I really every, oh, yeah, no, no, Pete's funny. Yeah. Pete's real funny. He
1: um I've I've always been surprised ever since I started like hanging out with Pete in person oh, at how funny he is. <laughs> yes, Paul Patrol and Pancakes. Real good <laughs> Uh, Give
0: me my pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that Nick Costos behind you right now? Is that <laughs> who that? <is? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Nick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: Nick. Nick. We will watch Paw Patrol. Pal. <laughs> 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 We're recording a live, still live version of the Pick Six podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, no, no, no. But you know what? Actually, the um, yeah, the show the show is fun. We had a good uh, we had a good MVP discussion on uh on the show that just got posted about two hours ago and um interesting Tom Brady conspiracy debate. So you should mm. people should check that out.
2: Oh, mm. the, who is who are the, the picks to be MVP?
1: Well, Pete Pete has an actual vote and he says he would go Tom Brady right now, but he's it's up in the air. And Jason, this is where I think it's interesting because again, Pete has the actual vote. Jason tried to convince him that Antonio Brown should be the MVP and Pete's like Pete Pete's pretty much not having it. And I wonder how many actual MVP voters and you can go and find the list. It's, it's old school football dudes for the most part. How many of them would actually be unwilling to vote for Antonio Brown because he's a mm-hmm. wide receiver you know, depending on the quarterback. I think Antonio Brown's great, but I, I, just, I don't know if he will get the votes necessary unless he goes for like 2000 yards. The guy I'm propping up, you know who it is? My boy Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah Philip Rivers. they they I mean, they're seven and six, going into Kansas City. Got a shot to, you know, if he has a huge game in Kansas City, and the Chargers set themselves up to beat the Jets and the Raiders to win the division to make the playoffs to be the maybe even as high as the three seed, and they finish ten and six, and he has a, you know, a four thousand five thousand yard passing season and thirty plus touchdowns and just like ten interceptions. I think it's a pretty good case, especially if Brady and the Patriots stumble and maybe finish it with a three, finish with the the two seed, or or, you know, don't play well down the stretch. I I just think Rivers has flown under the radar.
2: Well, he has twenty three touchdowns, seven uh, interceptions on the season, right at thirty six hundred passing yards. But I like the Antonio Brown pick. I mean, this guy brings it each and every week. We talk about the elite receivers, and he is the elite of the elite you know he's gonna get the rock and no one can seem to shut him down so I don't think that's far-fetched to have him in that conversation
1: no I don't think it is either and um, we did a we do a ballot every week at CBS sports and um, I had Brady one right now rivers two and then Brown three and I think and and Brown ended up finishing with the group totals I believe he was tied for tied two with Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson um you know, people it's sort of a snapshot so like we know we know wins won't win but you know, he played so well you kind of you, know, you gotta keep him on the ballot for 14 weeks um and the same with russell like russell if the seahawks don't make the playoffs he won't win mm-hmm. but you know he's been up there um i think the thing with brown that's interesting is just so like a kicker has won an mvp right you know the strike sort of season the the i can't his name's escaping me because all I can think of is Paul Patrol, but um, the, 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 I think it's the, 80, the, um, the, the kicker for the Redskins in the strike sword the season. But a wide receiver's never won an MVP. Jerry Rice didn't win in mm-hmm. 87 when when um, when uh, Elway got the AP MVP, and then Rice kept the PFWA WA MVP. So, I mean, like, uh, like, Jerry Rice was the greatest receiver of all time and was the most valuable player in the league for multiple years, and he never won it. So I wonder – if the guys who were probably in charge of voting around that time will be willing to vote for Antonio Brown, I think that if you know if the Chargers stumble and the Patriots stumble and the Seahawks miss the playoffs, then Brown's going to win it because there's just not another viable candidate right now. But I think it, I think it boils down to me to Rivers, uh, Brady, and, and Brown.
2: No, was it Mark Mosley? The kicker for the Redskins. You Mark Thank yeah. thank you. you. Mm-hmm.
0: G. Owen Jones, Will Brinson on CBS Sports Radio. Carson Wentz could have been the MVP, but we know that's not going to happen. Now, are you a Foles believer?
1: I believe he exists as a human.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's alive and he's on the death chart.
1: He, he um he wakes up in the morning and his kids asking for Paw Patrol and pancakes, <laughs> <laughs> like, like like every other normal guy. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I believe in I believe in the Eagles. I don't know if I believe in Nick Foles. I think um, I think the things you worry about if you're debating Nick Foles are what happened to the situation where the Eagles get down. Right? We saw we've seen them. You know, we saw. I mean, but you know what happened when Carson Wentz got down? You know, I mean, it's, it's hard to you know, like against the Seahawks in Seattle. they you know, struggle to come back. I, I think. I think the Eagles can win because they have a, a good offensive line and two physical running backs in J.H.I. and LeGarrette Blunt and, and the best defensive line in football. It's the deepest defensive line in football, too. They can rush the passer from the edge. They rush the passer from the interior. Jimmy and Fletcher Cox, disruptive guy. So I, I think that with all that pass rush and with all that running game, that Nick Foles can be successful if they do the things that they were doing before and – just all he has to do is manage the game and make a couple of throws per game. He doesn't have to be a superhero. I mean, Carson Wentz, you know, played really well, and the Eagles were, but the Eagles are dominating people. Like a lot of the times Wentz didn't have to make some, you know, late-game heroics or, or, or situation like that because they were putting up so many points and stopping so many people. So if they could play half the defense they're playing now and play half the run game that they've, they've been doing now, then yeah, I think I think Foles can help them capture the number one seed. I mean, they really need to just go two and one, I think. Um, get to one seed, and then all of a sudden you're in a position where, if you win two playoff games, and one of them might be against Case Keenum or or Jared Goff, you know, young quarterbacks not used to the pressure of playing in playoff games against good defenses or against the Carolina Panthers, who don't have a great offensive line. I mean, yeah, yeah, they could they could they can absolutely, you know, pull it off where they make a run, I, I think at some point the Foles is going to catch up to him.
2: Well, you, you made one salient point that I agree with and the fact that uh, Carson Wentz, when he was on the center, wasn't like we were sitting there talking about Carson Wentz bringing the Eagles back in, in the fourth quarter with two minutes left on the clock or seconds left on the clock because they've been blasting uh, most of their opponents. Uh, now, Nick Foles, the other day when he was thrust into action, uh, they were behind. And uh, he came in and helped lead them to a victory. So I, I think he would be play much better than uh, people are are envisioning him uh performing here uh, uh, these last three ball games we'll see how uh, that plays out now I want to go back to the the Seahawks and, and that mess there at Jacksonville and of course I saw where Pete Prisco and he and Mike Freeman they always go back and forth uh, about Russell Wilson and well Russell had a what three interceptions in that ball game still gave his team a chance to win there late versus the jacks are you surprised that there were no suspensions handed out or you think the NFL handled it handled it correctly?
1: No, I was surprised. I thought that I thought you would definitely see. Well, I mean, I guess technically, when you look at what you know Michael Bennett did at the end of the game, it wasn't you know what the Seahawks did. It was, it was sort of a it's technically a football play, although I think you know a lot of football players will tell you they don't appreciate having their knees unnecessarily uh, nearly taken out on a on a you know on a on a play where you're look. I mean, there's a gentleman's agreement. We're taking the victory formation. You know, we're taking a knee. Let's not let's not dive at anybody. And and I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I don't know about you, Brian, but I I, I mean, we're even you, Greg. But I mean, I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to be snapping the ball and, and, and having somebody come at my knees in, in, in the full Shiano style. So uh, I would be I would be I'm opposed to it. And I think that um, I was surprised that Quentin Jefferson didn't get a, didn't get some kind of suspension too because he almost went in the stands. I mean, he was trying to climb up the stands before he got restrained. And watching it live, it felt exactly like how I felt when I was watching the Malice of the Palace live. You know, you're like, oh, my God, this is going to end so, so badly. And, uh, you know, I, I think... That, I, I think wanted I him so to- badly
0: to get up there. I wanted mm-hmm. him to get up there and beat the piss out of those fans. I really... Yeah, that I mean, was, that, those people they- are disgusting. I can't stand those people.
1: They definitely deserve to get somebody. Definitely deserve to get punched for throwing a a, a beer and a sandwich or a beer and a liquor drink onto the, onto the, onto some players on the field, uh, especially when like you're winning, right? Like like you won. Like what, what are you throwing, What are you throwing stuff at the guy for? And uh, yeah, it's poor behavior by by Jacksonville by Duval. But you know, you've, if you've met Pete Prisco, you're not surprised by anybody who behaves like that from Jacksonville.
0: Geo <laughs> and Jones, Will Brinson. <laughs> across the country on CBS Sports Radio. What do you make of the Steelers and Patriots getting together on Sunday? How do you think that game's going to play out, and who do you think the better team is right now?
1: Okay, so first, I'm going right, to... I think that the Steelers are playing like a better team as of, you know, today, the whatever, the December 13th, 2017, the year of our Lord, right? I mean, like the Patriots stunk on Monday night. Uh, they, they got blasted by the Dolphins. The Steelers are... They you have know, pulled off two miraculous wins with late-game kicks from Chris Boswell You know, against division rivals. But I think the key thing for me for Pittsburgh is that as well as their offense is playing, that their defense without Ryan Chazier looks completely different. I mean, it just doesn't look like the same defense, and they don't look like a team that's going to lock down an offense. Now, having said that, if the Patriots play like they did on offense, it won't matter. They'll be able to stop them. I think uh, I think New England. I like New England bouncing back against in a game where they know that everything is on the line. Um, it's sort of a playoff style situation, coming off an embarrassing loss. I think the Patriots are like six zero against the spread uh, in the last like two or three years after a loss. They, I mean, they, they, you saw about check, they get angry and they kill people. I will say this is the one thing, and this is a conspiracy theory on Brady that I was talking about. That if you go back and look at Tom Brady season. He had that bad game against the Chiefs in week 1. And then from week 2 to week 11, he went on an unholy tear. I mean like 22 touchdowns, two picks, completing 71% of his passes, averaging over 300 yards per game, just destroying everything in his path. That's why he was that's why he's the number one MVP candidate. But then if you look at week 12 and week 13 and week 14, and it's interesting because this is when he showed up on the injury report with an Achilles injury week 12, 13 and 14 he has he's averaging just 239 passing yards per game and had completing 63% of his passes. He's thrown five touchdowns and four interceptions. That is a drastically different quarterback on a per game basis and an efficiency basis than the guy from weeks 2 through week, weeks 2 through week 11. And I wonder how much that Achilles injury the Patriots have been reporting it, but I wonder how much it's affecting him, not, as a, not even as a 40-year-old, but as a whether you're 20, 30, 40, whatever you are, if you've got an Achilles injury and you're a quarterback, it's, it's changing the way, if it's your left foot, it's changing the way you're landing and you're planting and you're driving. And if it's, changing, if it's your right foot, it's changing the way you're pushing off and getting power and drive down the field. So I almost wonder just a little bit if that's not affecting him more than we think just based on the timing of it as compared to the stats.
2: Have you and your podcast partners debated whether or not Aaron Rodgers should return to the field if he's cleared uh, 100% with that injury?
1: Well, um, not entirely d- debated, but I think we just all assume that he's going to be back. I mean, like, I, and that is what's happening, right? Like, it was weird. He's, he said, I'm medically cleared to return on Instagram last night, but there, I don't think there's been an announcement from the Packers that he's playing. I would assume he's going to play against the Panthers. Um you know, I think you have to do it because you're in the hunt. You, you wonder why they put him on I. I guess this is why they put him on IR in the first place, to prevent themselves from bringing him back too soon. Uh, win three straight games and you're in. I, I would be worried, though, that Aaron Rodgers will come back against the Panthers first and then the Vikings second and potentially re-injure his arm because those teams have big, strong defensive linemen. They're deep. Uh, yeah, they rush the passer well. And you don't want him taking an unnecessary hit because, you know, if he he hurt his collarbone again, it's only 80% healed right now. I mean, you know, somewhere between 80 and 100. It's not 100, obviously. And and you you just wonder about the long-term ramifications. But given the short window of, of, you know, given the the number of times you get a chance to win a Super Bowl and given that the NFC is wide open and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, if they made the playoffs, would be – Probably one of the few favorites in there, even if they have to play an extra game. Their
0: defense stinks, Will, though. I mean, come on. That defense, yeah, especially but, like, now, they it's hemorrhage yards.
1: Yeah, but the, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like, I mean... Do you want I mean like do you want to bet against Aaron Rodgers in the, in the playoffs? I uh
0: think. no, but I mean I of course. But that only goes so far. I mean, if he was that good, he'd win the Super Bowl every year. I mean, that team has been flawed year in and year out. In that the one year in two thousand and ten they got it done, they had a lot of injuries, they overcame that, but it, it, they haven't even been back since. So it's not as if Aaron Rodgers comes back and then all their problems are cured. I will say that their running game that they have this year now with Jamal Williams, how consistently that's been, I mean, that's a positive, but, I mean, that defense, you saw what the 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 Browns did to him. I mean, Josh Gordon yeah. hasn't played since, like, 98, and Deshaun Kaiser's <laughs> throwing the ball down the field like he's a, a pro bowler.
1: Yeah, and they, I mean, they got so lucky to win that game. It's so stupid. It really um, is, you, I know.
0: If you had them in a pick pool at, like, plus three and a
1: half, you're pretty mad, too. <laughs> um, same, same with the Colts, plus three and a half, too. Oh. I'll call for overtime games at 1 o'clock. Yeah, you're with the –
0: Oh, man. Seriously, um, especially with that no. two-point conversion that got called back, too.
1: Oh, my God, ridiculous. So that late flag, like, that was like – that, that ref had the, the bills in his pick pool. Um, the, uh, the, uh, I probably can't say that, can I? No, you can. Uh, no, it's I okay. Mean, the, 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 yeah, the defense is a problem, no doubt. I mean, I think the, the 2010 team, too, is kind of interesting when you think about it. It's a lot like the 2009 Saints team. Not necessarily a great defense, but they just created a bunch of turnovers and and, and, and made plays and, and got hot down the stretch, and they were a wild-card team, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I, you know, it doesn't guarantee you you're going to make a run, but if you get Aaron Rodgers back and he can play like Aaron Rodgers, he, he can play for six games, you can you know you can win those six games, and so I think it's or I guess seven games. I think I think it's I think it's worth the gamble, but yeah, there are some potential long term ramifications that you're running up against. Uh, it, you know, if he takes a huge shot in the
0: pocket. The Pick Six Podcast, a new one went up a couple hours of go, uh, ago. Excuse me. Go to iTunes and check it out. You got Brinson, you got Prisco, you got Costos, you got a bunch of great guys in there doing the podcast. JLC, Will, thanks for the time. As always, we appreciate it, and uh, maybe I'll see you at the Super Bowl. All right.
2: All right, guys. Thanks as always. Enjoy right. those pancakes. Yeah,
0: that's right. Get, get <laughs> yeah, back we'll, to your kids, the, will you? Police <laughs> patrol. <You're laughs> right, so yeah. Irresponsible for crying out loud. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?